Welcome to this edition of Head to Head. I'm your host, Cam McKinney, and this is episode number 284 of the podcast. And on this episode, I'm talking about the Texas Rangers finally winning the World Series. The last two off-seasons, the Texas Rangers made big moves, bringing in infielders Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, and pitchers Nathan Avaldi and Jacob deGrom. And while some questioned the massive amount of spending at the time, the team has been rewarded with their first-ever World Series championship. Now, let's start by talking about the heroes on this team. The first one has to be shortstop Corey Seager, who has identical numbers in the post season with Mr. October himself, Reggie Jackson. Seager may very well be on his way to winning regular season MVP, and he was named World Series MVP for the second time in his career and is only the second player ever to win the award with a second team, the first being, you guessed it, Reggie Jackson. I always looked at the Dodgers moving on from Corey Seager as a mistake. He's a guy who should have been in Dodger blue forever. Now he's got a legit chance to be the best player in Rangers franchise history. Yes, I think in the regular season he's comparable to other great shortstops like Francisco Lindor, but come postseason time, Corey Seager brings his game to another level. That's where he makes his money, and that's what makes this massive contract the Rangers gave him worth it, because this guy is going to continue to be red hot during postseason time. And again, let's not act like he's a scrub during the regular season. Seager may very well win AL MVP this season. Another member of the Rangers with a stellar postseason history is pitcher Nathan Avaldi, who this year became the first pitcher to win five Five games in a single postseason. He's got a career 9-3 record in the postseason, winning a World Series with both the Red Sox and now the Rangers. He's not always elite, but he's somebody who pitches at his best during October. I mean, Nathan Avaldi, when he's at his best, is the number three starter on a pitching rotation, but like Corey Seager, come postseason time, this is a guy you want with the ball in his hand. He is going to come up big. And that really is something I love about baseball is the heroes that come out of it. They're not always the best players. Like in basketball, it usually comes down to the superstars when you make the postseason. Yes, there are some guys like Robert Ory who have hit some few clutch shots in the postseason, but regularly, the NBA postseason is going to come down to the superstars. With baseball, its history is filled with these guys who did magic during the postseason, but weren't all-time great players in the regular season. Don Larson comes to mind. He threw a perfect game in the World Series. Then you have guys like modern players like David Fries, who had that one great postseason with the St. Louis Cardinals. And Nathan Avaldi multiple times has proven he's one of those guys. Nathan Avaldi, he might make an all-star game. He has in the past, but he's not always great. But come October, he is going to be his best self. And I'm not going to lie, it kind of hurt me watching Nathan Avalde produce for the Texas Rangers, being that I'm a fan of the Boston Red Sox. I mean, this was a guy who was a huge part of the 2018 Red Sox World Series championship team, and now he's doing it for another organization. And it's not like the Texas Rangers gave him a boatload of money. It was a fair deal to bring in Nathan Avalde, and he did exactly what you'd expect Nathan Avalde to do. He was really good. 
he was an ace at times during the regular season. Then he had some ups and downs in the second half. And then he went full-on postseason hero mode during the World Series when it mattered most. Texas didn't just spend money. They spent money on the right people. Those two guys, I believe, made the Texas Rangers a World Series winning team. Bringing in Corey Seager, who had done it before, and bringing in Nathan Navaldi, who's done it before. I believe this is an underrated thing in modern sports. Just having winners on your team. Corey Seager, I mean, how many teams was he on with the Dodgers that made the postseason? He had been there every Every year he had been a World Series MVP. Nathan Avalde had pitched for the Red Sox and Yankees. He's not afraid of the big stage. Bringing in winners matter. Then you have outfielder Adolis Garcia, who at one point this postseason hit a home run in five consecutive games. He's a classic slugger who played his best on the biggest stage. He, to me, at one point was an MVP candidate during the regular season. He was a young rider star who perfectly fit with what the Rangers were doing all season long. The Rangers had a great mix of veterans to go along with young talents like Adolis Garcia, Jonah Heim at catcher, Josh Young at third base who made the all-star game. I mean, they had the perfect mix. It's not all about one thing. It's not like you can win by just paying players like what the Mets and the Padres tried to do. You can't do that. You have to mix in homegrown talent and that's exactly what the Texas Rangers did. And what did it produce? A World Series championship winning team. I also have to talk about the man at the helm, Bruce Bochy, who now has won the World Series four times, three for the San Francisco Giants and one for the Texas Rangers. People should have made a bigger deal when he came out of retirement to manage the Rangers. The minute he became their manager, I started to look at them and take them seriously. I thought they were a legitimate contender the minute they did that. Yes, when they signed Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, I thought that was nice. When they brought in Jacob DeGrom, I thought that was nice. The minute they brought in Bruce Bochy, I was like, oh, there's something going down in Texas. And what's most impressive about Bruce Bruce Bochy is all three times he joined organizations, they were kind of during down periods. The San Francisco Giants hadn't won in a while. They had just gone through the Barry Bond stuff, and he turned them around and turned them into winners. His first job with the San Diego Padres, they were a team that wasn't consistent, and he got them to the World Series in 1998. He didn't win it, but he got them there. And then you have the Texas Rangers, who absolutely no one viewed as a legitimate contender, and here he is winning his fourth World Series with them. You can look at Bruce Bochy, and you can make the argument he's one of the five greatest managers in the history of the sport. I mean, is he ahead of guys like Joe Torre and Bobby Cox, who only won World Series with one organization? I think he's right up there with a guy like Tony La Russa, who won World Series with multiple teams. La Russa won with the Oakland A's, and he won with the St. Louis Cardinals. That's what I'm talking about when I'm talking about Bruce Bochy. I 
do think he leaps ahead of a guy like Joe Torre. Joe Torre was the manager of an all-time great team, and then he went to the Dodgers, and he didn't win another World Series. Bruce Bochy went to another team and won again. That puts him ahead of certain managers on that all-time list, in my opinion. It also has to be said he won these World Series with teams that were never the favorites. The Giants won three times, yet every time they won, we were kind of surprised. Yes, they had really good players in Buster Posey, Pablo Sandoval, Madison Bumgarner, but I don't think any of those players are going to be thought of as all-time greats. I think Buster Posey will struggle to make the Baseball Hall of Fame. I don't don't think he's a sure thing to be thought of as an all-time great catcher. He's a great talent, but he didn't do it for a super long time. And moving forward, I think we'll respect this Texas Rangers team a lot more than we did, but in the moment, nobody really respected them as a legitimate contender. Again, they had Corey Seager, but he's the kind of guy that kind of gets lost in it all because there are other star shortstops who are comparable, but he's just a guy who plays out of his mind during the postseason. I have a theory as to why nobody heading into this season believed in the Texas Rangers, and it's because of the spending they did with Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, and then again with Jacob deGrom. I feel like when people look at the Texas Rangers spending money, all they think about is what happened with Alex Rodriguez. We all know that the Texas Rangers at the time gave A-Rod the biggest contract in the history of the sport, and it did not end up working out for the organization. A-Rod only spent three seasons with the Rangers, and then the team had to trade him away to the New York Yankees. I believe a lot of people thought that history would repeat itself, that Corey Seager wouldn't spend his entire career with the Rangers, or that Marcus Simeon wouldn't spend the entire contract with the team, that in the next few years, the team would be very bad, and then they would have to trade these pieces away. And I understand why you felt that way, because that's how a lot of people feel about the Texas Rangers, that they're the team that when they spend a lot of money, they're like the Marlins to a certain extent. The Marlins gave Giancarlo Stan that big deal only to trade him away very soon after. It's also worth noting that this isn't the first time the Rangers have had success in the postseason. Yes, this is the first time they won the World Series, but it's not the first time they went there. So let's go back and talk about postseasons past. In the 2010s, the Rangers had a core that included outfielder Josh Hamilton, who went from bust to being one of the best players in the league, third baseman Adrian Beltre, who took his game to the next level with the Texas Rangers, Elvis Andrus and Ian Kinsler, who formed an elite infield duo, outfielder Nelson Cruz, whose power became so prominent he became known as Boomstick, and longtime Ranger and one of my favorite players of all time, Michael Young, and they were managed by Ron Washington. Together, that group went to two World Series twice in 2010 where they lost to Bochy's Giants and the next year in 2011 where they were a strike away from winning against the Cardinals but heroics from St. Louis third baseman David Fries ruined their chances. They are one of the best teams not to win at all. I mean that team was stacked. It was really fun to watch. I mean they had star power. They had emerging stars. They had young talents. Ian Kinsler was right up there with Dustin Pedroia as one of the best second baseman in the time period. And I do believe people forget how big a star Josh Hamilton was. I mean, what he did during the home run derby was huge. 
He was one of the big faces of all of baseball, and the Rangers brought him out of obscurity and turned him into a major star. They gave him a second chance. It was an all-time great sports story at the time. But over the years, that team broke up after not winning the World Series. They weren't as consistent, and that team broke up. Ian Kinsler went to the Tigers. Hamilton went to the Angels. Michael Young retired. Nelson Cruz has been on a bunch of teams. People forget how good of a core the Rangers had during those two trips to the World Series. Getting back to this year's Rangers team, one thing I loved about them this year is what they did during the trade deadline, adding two pitchers, Jordan Montgomery, who was super consistent down the stretch and is going to get a very decent contract this offseason, and Max Scherzer, another guy who had won a World Series before. That is something I think is super important to this team winning. They had three guys who had been there before. Corey Seager with the Dodgers, Nathan Avaldi with the Red Sox, and Max Scherzer with the Nationals. I mean, think about how many big games these guys have played on. Young talent isn't going to get the job done alone. They need experienced veterans, and that's what the Rangers had in boatloads. And that's why I believe they ended up playing very well during October. October is because they had guys who had been there before. We all know what happens when a team like the Texas Rangers come out of nowhere and end up winning a World Series. We ask the question, are they a one-off or are they a team that's going to do it again? And I look at this team and yes, on paper, I do believe they're going to improve. Josh Young is a young player. Jonah Heim is a young player. Adolis Garcia is a young player. Those three guys are going to continue to get better better as the years go on. I believe Adolis Garcia is a future MVP award winner. He's a guy who plays great on the big stage. I think he's going to hit 50 home runs one of these years and win the MVP. For the success of next year's Rangers team, I'm looking at a guy in Jacob deGrom. They gave him a massive contract. Now, he wasn't healthy. He only pitched in a few games this year, but if he comes back next year and is the same Jacob deGrom, that is a huge add to this roster. They are adding Jacob deGrom to a team that just won the World Series. That's a big deal. He is a guy who can throw 100 miles per hour in his sleep and strike out 200 batters. Imagine the Texas Rangers team we just saw in the postseason play with Jacob deGrom. They are also going to have a full season of Max Scherzer. He is still signed to the Texas Rangers, so you're going to have a rotation of Jacob deGrom and Max Scherzer. I do believe they should re-sign Jordan Montgomery. I'm not sure if they're going to spend that kind of money. I know they just won the World Series. They should celebrate, but I think they should re-sign Montgomery. He's a big pitcher, and he proved he can pitch in Texas. You still have Nathan Avaldi. Think of that four-man rotation. Jacob deGrom, Max Scherzer, Jordan Montgomery, and Nathan Avaldi. That better than most teams. And as long as you have consistent players like Corey Seager and Marcus Simeon, who's going to count you out? We're all going to take the Texas Rangers very seriously come next season. I also look on paper and I think next year might be a down season for the Houston Astros. They're going to be without Dusty Baker. They might lose some key players to free agency. Alex Bregman's future with the team is up in the air. So the Rangers may be the favorites coming into the season 
to win the division. I'm not going to guarantee the Rangers win the World Series next year because baseball hasn't had a repeat winner since the Yankees in the 90s. But what I will say is I believe the Rangers at the end of next season will be a top five baseball team with a legitimate chance to win it all. That I will say because on paper, they have the talent, they have the manager in Bruce Bochy, they have the right guy leading the team. From what I'm hearing, a lot of people are happy that a team like the Rangers won the World Series because they built their team in the old school fashion. They actually went out and spent a boatload of money and they made moves during the trade deadline. And as a fan of the Boston Red Sox, it's been a long time since I've seen a team successfully do that. Yes, we love these analytically driven teams like the Tampa Bay Rays. They have a lot of success. But you know what the Rangers did? They won the World Series. That has real impact. I believe more teams will now copy the Rangers strategy. Yes, that sounds crazy, but I feel like baseball might be going back to 2005. I feel like real teams will spend real money this offseason to try to win, and that's how it should be. I want my Boston Red Sox to do it. I believe the New York Yankees are going to spend some money this offseason. Wouldn't be surprised if the Rangers continue to spend money because they've had success doing so. The last few years, teams that are spending money are having legitimate success in the postseason. Last year, it was the Phillies. This year, it's the Texas Rangers. Spending money still matters. It matters. It's how you build baseball teams. But it's not just about the spending. It's about spending on the right people. Last year, the Phillies spent money on Trey Turner. It ended up working. The Rangers spend money on Corey Seager. Look how brilliant they look. They have the right shortstop for the next decade. Yeah, when Seager left the Dodgers, it was like no big deal. This is the Dodgers we're talking about. They'll find somebody to replace him. Well, it simply hasn't happened. Since leaving, Corey Seager has won the World Series and the Dodgers haven't. We're not talking about the regular season. The Dodgers might win 100 games every season for the next five years. The difference is Corey Seager plays his best during October, and that's something that not Not a lot of those players on the Dodgers exactly do. I believe that's the lesson that teams should learn from the Rangers. It's not about the spending. It's about spending money on players who have won before. Everyone wants to get Shohei Otani, and I get it. He's a star player. He pitches. He hits. My problem with getting Shohei Otani is he hasn't been on a winning baseball team. He's been on the LA Angels. I get it. He's going to put up really good numbers no matter where he goes, but is he going going to be able to add something to a team that wants to win right now. That's not a guarantee with a player like that. He's never been there before. The guys I would go after this offseason are the guys who have played in the postseason. Guys like Aaron Nola, Blake Snell, Cody Bellinger, guys who have either won the World Series or played in the World Series because experience matters, especially if you're joining a team that has expectations to win now. I know the Rangers 
Rangers and the Diamondbacks wasn't the most exciting World Series ever, but I'm happy the Texas Rangers won the World Series. They were a team I was rooting for when they brought in Bruce Bochy because I knew bringing in Bruce Bochy was the right idea, and I knew it would have a real impact on the team. And look at the impact that it had. He led another team that nobody expected to win the World Series to win it all. Put him in Cooperstown already. I just remember all that talk about when they signed Corey Seager, how much money they gave him, that they overpaid him, overpaid him. Now it looks like one of the best contracts in all of the sport. He brought the World Series to a team that's never won before. He won World Series MVP for the second time in his career, and he might just for the first time win league MVP. At this moment, he is inarguably the best shortstop in all of baseball. And last thing I'll mention, a guy that Derek Jeter called his favorite baseball player. Derek Jeter, yeah, that guy. Another guy, Mr. November himself. Thanks for listening to this edition of Head to Head. I'm Cam McKinney, and there'll be a new episode of the podcast every Monday on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. So please rate, review, and subscribe.